I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com, Andrew Downs with you on a Saturday evening, a weird time to be doing a podcast because it was a weird kickoff time today, but regardless, Iowa moves to 9-2, and 6-2 in the Big Ten with a 33-23 win over Illinois at Kinnick Stadium on Senior Day on really a beautiful November day. You couldn't have asked for better weather uh, either in Iowa City or, or here in Des Moines, and um, you could have asked for a better game, uh, but... A win is a win, and over the last three weeks, uh, we've come to appreciate wins regardless of of how we feel about them afterwards. Uh, Up until those last couple of minutes where there was the pick six uh, and the Illinois touchdown drive, it had really felt like um, the exact same game we had just seen Iowa go through against Northwestern and Minnesota. Uh, You get a lead, you kind of shift things down in your offense, um, and you hold on for dear life while your defense, you know, holds the other team to field goals and gets turnovers, and you get out of there, eke out a win. Um, the pick six late seemed like it wasn't going to allow Iowa to do that. Uh, seemed like it was going to put Illinois away, and then obviously for those who who had any money on this game uh, with the point spread, you understand how big that last Illinois touchdown was, either in a good way or a bad way. Speaking of big, I'm as I'm recording this, uh, Nebraska is threatening to score at Wisconsin and tie the game at 21 apiece. Of course, all eyes now uh, turn to Madison, and we are all big Nebraska fans for one day only. Uh, we can turn to hate week on Sunday, but uh, today we are big Nebraska fans because if Wisconsin can lose, that gives Iowa the opportunity uh, to get to Indianapolis. <laughs> and I say opportunity, uh, but if you saw what Ohio State did to Michigan State today, maybe um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to not. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm joking. That's that's just um, that's a fun way to think of it, but. You want to get to Indianapolis. You want to win the Big Ten West, regardless of what happens in that Big Ten championship game. Uh, give Iowa a shot, right? Hey, any given Saturday. Uh, so anyway, back to this game, a, a 33-23 win. You know, Illinois didn't have quite as much success running the ball as I expected them to. Uh, had a little bit more success throwing than I expected them to. Uh Ultimately, it was kind of the game that that I thought we were going to see again, outside of the the you know 14 late points that were scored. Um, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I, I believe it's true, and I'll, I think it's true going into next week too, which will certainly be a difficult game in Lincoln, um, but not a game that Iowa should be intimidated by or, or should feel like they can't win. Um, 
these games are going to be dictated by how Iowa plays. If Iowa goes in and plays the way that they can, they will win these games. If they uh, don't show up, they will lose to any of these teams. Uh, And that included Northwestern a couple of weeks ago, Minnesota, Illinois, and now as we look ahead to the season finale, the regular season finale against Nebraska. Uh, but it's all there on the table, man. And nine and two, uh, it hasn't always been pretty. It's been a bit of a roller coaster season, emotionally and expectation wise. Uh, as a fan, you start with the six and zero start, ranked number two in the country. It feels like uh, it's all gonna happen, and then you lose two in a row, and it feels like you may never win again. And then three ugly wins in a row now, and you're just not really sure what to think of this team or what to expect week in and week out. But again. These are wins, and wins are good. Let's look at some stats. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Alex Padilla did not have a great game. He did not get a lot of help at times, uh, but 6 of 17... 83 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. The interception was a bad throw. It was a bad decision to make the throw. Uh, There was almost no chance that his receiver was going to come up with that play. Uh, Best case scenario, that gets knocked down. Worst case scenario, it gets intercepted. And that's the mistake that Spencer Petras doesn't typically make. That's the throw that Spencer Petras doesn't typically throw. And I don't say that because I think that Spencer Petras should be starting or anything like that. I'm glad Alex Padilla started and took every snap. Uh, didn't make every throw, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but he's not a perfect quarterback. He, he's not a savior. He's not going to come in and completely change this offense. He changes it in some ways. He seems to be more consistently getting the ball to the playmakers to Keegan Johnson, to Arlen Bruce, to Charlie Jones. Um, Now, uh, the Arlen Bruce stuff today, a lot of that was out of the running game, and that was great to see. It was awesome to see his impact on that. Um, But there were a lot of drops today also, four, five, six maybe. Uh, Pretty – Reganey had a couple of drops. I mean, there there were some obvious drops, but – even if they had caught all of those, I don't think we'd be sitting here saying Alex Padilla had an, an incredible day throwing the ball. Still, he has now led Iowa to three straight wins. Uh, it feels very Spencer Petrusy. Uh, Brandon Peters, but but again, he does stuff. He does different things than Spencer Petrus. He ran the ball a couple of times. Uh, needs to learn to slide just a little bit later uh, on that one. But uh, his ability to keep plays going. Again, his uh, his seeming ability to get get the ball into the playmakers' hands that's all been an improvement. Iowa's offense has looked better these three weeks than it did in the two before it, uh, albeit against weaker defenses and not you know overwhelmingly great. I'm still glad Alex Padilla is the guy. I guarantee you, when he threw that interception, Kirk Ferentz was like, "That's why." That's why I like Spencer Petras. Uh, Brandon Peters had a pretty good day. 16 of 36, 248 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he's a good quarterback. 
you know, he's not, I'm sorry, he's not a good quarterback. He had a good day. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and Illinois just really couldn't rush the rush the ball at all. They had 64 total yards rushing. That includes, uh, you know, 14 yards of, of sacks taken by Brandon Peters. But their leading rusher with 42 yards, 13 carries, 42 yards. They ran the ball really, really well against Minnesota a couple of weeks ago and then had a bye week to get fresh. And Iowa had given up a lot of yards. And, you know, you saw Illinois on that first drive just mark easily and methodically and and score um, but I would lock that down very quickly and Illinois didn't get another touchdown until uh, right at the end of the game I think 30 seconds left to uh, the, get the backdoor cover uh, Iowa again was able to hold an offense who completed a couple of big plays uh, to field goal attempts to field goal tries and they made most of them but uh, you know holding them to field goals, especially after an awful snap to Tory Taylor that resulted in Illinois having great field position to start a drive, um, including that interception. Like I and I, they didn't even get a field goal attempt on that interception. Iowa's defense stopped them on fourth down. So uh, able to put out fires, able to make just enough plays. This is the way Iowa has won uh, a lot of games this season and a lot of games over the past 22 years under Kirk Ferentz. Tyler Goodson had a nice day. 132 yards, 27 carries, got some chunk plays um, late on that final drive. Uh, He looked really good. Gavin Williams ran for uh, 10 carries for 56 yards. He looked good as well. Arlen Bruce, again, four carries, 23 yards in that touchdown where he just trucked that dude. That was incredible uh, for a freshman in Big Ten play to meet a guy. Have uh, you seen the program? You remember when uh, Lattimore quit taking steroids and then he got trucked at the goal line? I think by an Iowa guy. I think that happened. Anyway... Uh, sorry, I just had like this flashback of me when I was 11 watching that movie over and over and over again. Marlon um, uh, so Bruce just trucked that dude, just destroyed his world, and they ended up in the end zone. It was fantastic. A really good game from Marlon Bruce, who also had two catches for 45 yards. Regani had a couple of catches, a couple of nice slant plays there. Um, Keegan Johnson just won for 12, and Tyler Goodson won for six. So only completed six passes all game. Uh, that's pretty incredible um, when you consider they scored 33 points. What? Almost forgot to talk about the Charlie Jones uh, kick return and really all of the punt returns. I mean, his long was only 13, and he only totaled nine yards total. He did get hurt at the end, and I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear about that relatively soon. Um, that kick return early in the game uh, when Illinois had already gone up 10 nothing. that it, it really felt like it was going to get away from Iowa early today, and that put a, not just put a stop to the bleeding, but I mean, really turned the tide. Uh, really cool for him to get that on senior day. Uh, I hope he does come back for a super senior season to be a lot of fun. I think it would probably do him good, uh, improve his prospects. But if he doesn't, what a cool way to go out uh, at Kinnick Stadium, take you one to the house for 100 yards. So much fun to see that. And again, he had 144 yards. Uh, on kick returns and um, you know just looked really good out there overall Torrey Taylor four punts 186 yards uh, a touchback two inside the 20 those were big the touchback was a little disappointing and obviously the uh, punt team takes a big L on that first punt where they couldn't get the snap and it resulted in a uh, a 
a really big bad turnover. I mean, you know, it's one thing to to turn the ball over. It's it's one thing to even punt on the opponent's thirty eight yard line, but uh, worst case scenario is you get a touchback um, to then lose another. 20, 25 yards on a bad snap is is pretty brutal. Uh, looking at some team stats here quickly, Iowa. You know, this was not anything like last week against Minnesota, where you know the statistical numbers were all in their favor. Iowa with 17 first downs to Illinois' 11 total yards. Illinois out outgained Iowa by about 60, 312 to 257. Um, way more passing yards did Illinois have way more rushing yards did Iowa have penalties Illinois had 10 penalties for 96 yards and a couple of those were kind of head scratchers um the 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 two and were where they tacked on the two 15 yard penalties kind of at once and gave Iowa the ball in the 17 and then as Cody Hills pointed out on Twitter um you know the FS1 announcing crew wasn't in Kinnick today they were they were in some studio somewhere else just watching on TV so it comes back from commercial and they had no idea that I was on the 17 yard line or why I was on the 17 yard line so that was um, an interesting little development but I, I did see some Illinois people on Twitter complaining about the the refs 10 penalties for 96 yards on Illinois just three penalties for 23 yards on Iowa a uh, couple of turnovers for Illinois the, the two picks uh, that Iowa had Dane Belton had a really good game had the interception and the uh, the knockdown um, the on on I may have been on that fourth down play where he it was just great awareness uh, to put his arm up knock the ball down right at the right time and and hit the receiver uh, for good measure and then Jack Campbell with the great pick six and <laughs> these these guys have it so hammered in their heads to be conservative and to like run clock and not just take points that Jack Campbell's even looking around like am I supposed to score should, like should I score right now and I mean I think everybody I you know I, I was kind of proud because I kind of called that pick six I was like eh I wouldn't be surprised if they get a pick six here, but it also felt like a lot of people felt that way. So I don't know that it was the most unique uh, consideration on my part to say uh, it felt like I will maybe do for a pick six. 21 interceptions on the season is pretty incredible. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. It, it's been up and down. It's been ups, but... Again, I'll just keep saying it. Nine and two with a chance for a ten-win regular season uh, with a win in the Heroes game against Nebraska, and maybe, just maybe, Wisconsin's marching about to score again. But maybe it'll be for the Big Ten West championship. We will see. Uh, I'm excited for that. And um, you know, one little jab in here. You know, nine wins is as many as some universities have ever had, like, say, the one in Ames, uh, including bowl games. Um, speaking of that team in Ames, uh, Oklahoma beat them today. Iowa State is 6-5. and five, uh, But don't worry, all of Matt Campbell's goals are still intact. So six and two in the Big Ten is Iowa, uh, Wisconsin looking to improve to six and two, and uh, stay atop the Big Ten West with that tiebreaker over the Hawkeyes. Wisconsin plays against Minnesota, I think at Minnesota next week, um, and so there is a chance that Minnesota wins that game, knocks off Wisconsin, and sends Iowa to Indianapolis, assuming Iowa beats. 
Nebraska on Black Friday. We will know where Iowa is before we know the outcome uh, of the Wisconsin-Minnesota game. So we have a short week here. Um, obviously, the Black Friday game kind of throws a wrench into everything. And, uh, you know, you, again, as I said earlier, you still hope to get to Indianapolis. You still want that Big Ten West title, especially the way the season started. If I were able to get there, it would feel like, a, you know, an unmitigated success of a season. Not that a 10-win season and not a trip to Indianapolis is a failure, but you it, you feel like you should win the Big Ten West more often than we have and in a year where you win 10 games you feel like that should be enough to win the Big Ten West um, and if it isn't that's that's too bad and I'm still happy about this season uh, but you do want to get to Indianapolis as often as possible even if that means uh, you're sacrificing yourself to the gods of Ohio State who just put it on Michigan State today and will be looking to continue to do that as they are like a team looking like the team that can challenge Georgia in a national championship game. I, I think Georgia probably beats Bama uh, in a few weeks, in a couple of weeks, and I think that Ohio State rolls into the the college football playoff with a head of steam. Hopefully, Iowa can stop that. That'd be a lot of fun. I don't think the playoff is in contention for Iowa, even with you know a win over Nebraska and a win over. Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, but you know we'll see how things shake out. I don't expect that to happen. I really don't expect Wisconsin to lose, um, which sucks. Frankly, it does suck. Uh, so obviously Friday afternoon, I think a twelve thirty kick. That's right um, at Nebraska, looking for seven straight against the Huskers. Uh, that's always fun. Looking to keep them at three or four wins on the season. And so, uh, you know, it's a big week. We did what we could do this week, and that's get a win. We'll see if we can do that again next week and uh, and then just hold on and become big, big Gopher fans next Saturday uh, when they play Wisconsin. We'll have this game covered from all angles, in all areas. Uh, apologies for the, the website issues over the last week or so. Um, that was very frustrating for all of us, and I'm sure it was very frustrating for all of you. You can always use the Sports Illustrated link to get to the content. It's it's still up at the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site. Um, you know, you go to HawkeyeNation.com, but you can also get there through the uh, Sports Illustrated site. We've got that linked on our social media accounts, um, but you could also just, you know, Google Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Iowa, and it'll come up. Uh, but anyway, we'll have this game covered. John Bonacamp, Rob Howe, Rick Brown. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Hoops, how fun is basketball, Ben? Uh, we're going to do a podcast talking more about that here in the next week or so as things really start to ramp up a week from Monday uh, when Iowa goes to Virginia. We'll kind of see, um, you know, it's nice to have these wins. It's nice to put up big points. It's nice to uh, have some fun and, and see, you know, clear the bench and all of that stuff it's going to be nice to kind of measure ourselves against some real opponents and uh, it's i think it's time to do that it's it's kind of a shame that we don't have a real uh thanksgiving tournament this year and and do just that Uh, anyway we'll talk hoops more at some point i want to get this posted and uh go crack open a beer because the hawkeyes won they're nine and two enjoy this one we will talk soon thank you for listening and go hawks (laughs) 